Coming up this week on Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast, Elon Musk makes a bold prediction about the future of Tesla's new summon feature. The U.S. government wants to be ready for self-driving cars, and Elon comments on Apple's electric car efforts. Here we go. Welcome to Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast. My name is Ryan McCaffrey. It's episode 24 here on January 17th, 2016. And I'll start off by uh, telling you that I did not win the Powerball. So I'll just have to hope that a Model S or Model X magically shows up at my doorstep with a big red bow on it. Or more likely, I'll just keep saving up for a Model 3. But uh, I did buy a lottery ticket, which I, I never do. I'm, I'm not a lottery player, but I figured, eh, what the heck? <laughs> the odds are, are nearly impossible, but eh, why not? It's a, I'll, I'll make my one, my once in a year or more, contri- once or uh, less often, I should say, contribution to the, the lottery. But uh, yeah, I'll keep daydreaming for a while. But Model 3 getting closer. I mean, here it's you know the middle of January. If things continue on schedule, in within uh, what about about ten weeks from now, we'll know a lot more about the Model 3, what it looks like, what it can do, when uh, you know what what it's what it's going to be capable of. So I will continue to count down the weeks and days for that. Uh, plus, that'll finally be when I can put my reservation down. Uh, which will trigger the real weight. But having followed the S and the X, living vicariously through other people, there are like seven weights that you have to go through that each one seems to be more excruciating than the last. First, there's the weight potentially for the vehicle to even get announced, which um, has been more prominent, I think, with the Model 3 than with the, the, the S and the X. So now we're just, first we're waiting for it to get announced. Then it'll get announced officially. We'll put our money down. And then the wait begins until the car's ready. And then <laughs> you wait to get your configuration email. And then you do that. Then you wait for the car to get built. Then you wait for the car to be done and sent to you know whatever service center you're having it delivered at. I'm going to do factory delivery, but there's just one wait after another. And then for a lot of people, uh, which and this will probably be me included, this, my, my, my plan is to do this. A lot of people have another wait even after they get the car because they take it to a, uh, a detailer for protective film or and or window tinting and or, you know, optic coat and all that stuff. And I fully intend to do that. So, and that the, the, op, the uh, detailer usually has the car for three to five days. So there'll be a wait after that. Anyway, uh, it is going to be good to at least officially start the clock on the wait, though. So... Lots, a lot, a few interesting stories going on this week. I'm going to start as I like to with the Ride the Lightning hotline, which you can dial anytime. I'll give you the details on that shortly. I want to kick it off with Ryan from down in Phoenix, Arizona. He wants to know about uh, my opinion on these so-called super hybrids and their the path to an all-electric future. Ryan, go ahead. Hey, Ryan. Uh, good afternoon from sunny Phoenix. Uh, I was just calling to ask, oh, I, my name's also Ryan, but I was just calling to ask, 
with the advent of super hybrids like the Porsche 918 and the uh, McLaren P1 and now the Honda NSX, uh, do you think that this is going to be the route that most cars take before we see an all-electric future? That we'll see combination hybrids that are a little bit more uh, powerful and efficient. Have a great one. Ryan, thank you for the call. First of all, I'm not sure we're ever going to have an all-electric future. I, weren't, I know you weren't necessarily insinuating that in a literal sense, but... Uh, it's going to be a while before even 1% of all cars on the road are electric. And then it'll be a while after that until it's 5% and then 10. It's going to happen, but it's going to take time. I mean, look at this way. Even, even if in 20 years from now, which I think is plausible at the rate that Tesla's going and they are now inspiring the likes of Chevrolet and uh, even Porsche and BMW, even if in 20 years from now, which will be, you know, uh, I'll be just mid midlife for me. My daughter will be grown up. 20 years from now, if one out of every two new cars sold were to be a pure EV, which I hope is the case, and I think that's somewhat realistic, but, you know, also who, it's hard to predict, right? But if one out of two, if half of every of all new cars in 20 years are EVs, new cars sold, it's still going to, be a while before EVs are the majority of cars out on the road because, of course, you know, new cars are only new cars. It's, it takes time to get rid of all the old cars because someone usually buys the old car. Uh, but, yes, more advanced hybrids like the Volt and the i3 and those uh, supercar examples that you mentioned, there's, those are definitely a transitionary step and a good step. I mean, it's, you know, the government has, uh, I think, been good about... about being aggressive on on uh, on regulating miles per gallon and making you know enforcing higher fuel efficiency rates for all manufacturers in the United States, uh, California has always been a, a forerunner in that. So you know I think that's a good thing uh, that, that you know that to push the the auto manufacturers and of course Tesla is 100% leading the way in that department. So we're getting there. It's going to take time, but. Uh, you know, I, I was talking to Bonnie, who many of you know from the Tesla Motors Club Forum, who's a, a wonderful woman who I actually haven't had the pleasure of meeting in person yet. I've spoken to her on the phone and traded messages with her. But, uh, you know, we were, I was talking to her and just kind of, I was asking her, you know, do you really, do you feel like that, you know, she has, she has a roadster. So she was really in, in the early days of Tesla, but even with, with the X now that, you know, she took delivery of, of Signature 2 and is getting a founder by referral car. It's like, do you, I asked her, do you feel like this is, this is the beginning uh, still? And she's, she said, yeah, absolutely. And I, I totally agree with her. I think even in 10 years, we're going to look back on this entire period, this, you know, 2012 when the Model S came out through you know, 2017, 2018, the sort of five, six year period. I think, you know, in 10 years from now, when the Model 3 is out and they're hopefully selling two, three, four, five hundred thousand of them a year, we're going to look back on this, this whole period right now as still the beginning. You know, this is, we're going to look back and I'll be, we'll be able to tell, I'll be able to tell my kid who's, who's four now that this was, this was the beginning. This is sort of when it all started and we watched it happen. And in, in, and in my case, I was lucky enough to watch it happen in my own 
backyard with Tesla being 45 minutes away at, at the, with the factory in Fremont and the headquarters in Palo Alto. It's just right in my own backyard is where the, the future really got kickstarted. So anyway, uh, good stuff from Ryan. Thank you very much. Next up is Todd, who wants to ask about CPO Teslas. Todd, go ahead. Hi, Ryan. This is Todd. Um, enjoying the podcast. It's really great. I'm, uh, my question is about the certified pre-owned Teslas. Um, I've been checking them out recently and wondered if you had heard any news about them or had no anybody that's had any uh, good experience with it, if it's a good idea or if it's better just to wait to buy a new one. Um, that's it. Thank you. Bye. Todd, thank you for the call. So here's, as I see it, the downside of, and that is you don't get the federal rebate of $7,500, or I should say up to $7,500, or any possible state rebates or incentives you may have. Here in California, it's $2,500 under certain uh, uh, household income circumstances. But the rest is pretty good news. In fact, I've heard from a few people on my Twitter feed lately that they've just purchased uh, CPO cars as the prices have been coming down. So with a CPO car, you're still getting a warranty from Tesla, which is fantastic. And there's the the fact that uh, EV miles are much less strenuous on a motor than ICE miles. uh, Speaking personally, I mean, I'm kind of the person... Other than buying my DeLorean, which is a car that isn't made anymore, I've never bought or wanted to buy a used car because I just don't trust what the person before me has done to it, how they've taken care of the engine and the, the operating uh, condition of the car. However, I would have no hesitation personally buying a, a CPO Tesla especially one, you know, if you're buying through Tesla, you know, I, I would I would easily sooner drive a 40,000-mile used Model S before I'd spend money on a 40,000-mile used uh, ICE. So, and there's also the fact that, you know, the, the big worry sort of with, with EVs, and even at the beginning of, of Model S, when the Model S was first rolling out, is like, there was, even from owners, it was, okay, how are the battery packs going to hold up over time? The... Uh, the thought was that after maybe 10 years or so, you'd see roughly uh, 8 to 10% degradation on that battery pack. So that was, you know, a lot of people thought, okay, well, I should buy the bigger battery pack so that when the battery loses some capacity down the road, I've still got plenty of juice to get me where I need to go. But the results so far, I mean, yes, the batteries do, I mean, they are, they're still lithium ion batteries. They will degrade, but the rate of battery degradation seemingly here now three years in, just over three years in to some of these Model S's is not bearing out to be uh, quite as as bad as, not I won't say as bad, to be quite as much as people were expecting. So that's all good news. You know, you, you don't necessarily, you probably don't have to worry about the condition of the battery when you're buying the car. Someone could have lead-footed the heck out of it, uh, but it doesn't, that's, that's not a drain on the motor. That's not a drain on the battery. I mean, the only thing you would really have to concern yourself with, uh, if when buying a CPO Tesla, which I think would be fairly mitigated by purchasing it from Tesla, who's going to inspect and certify the car ahead of time would be if somebody were to foolishly and almost willfully range charge it every day, you know, because that would not be good for the car. 
that's that's we know that that's not good good for the car. They're supposed to be charged to you know eighty five ninety percent capacity on a daily basis, except for the occasional trip when you then range charge it to a hundred percent. But yeah, I would I would not hesitate if that is uh, appealing to you, if that makes sense for you in a you know in a financial sense and in a uh, you know just a, a household sense, go for it. Absolutely, go for it. Uh, and I and I think you will be a very very happy customer. Good stuff there from Todd. Next up, final call this week. I have three good ones. Finally, it's Steve from Orlando who uh, took me up on my offer from last week. He's got Summon on his Model S, and he wanted to call in and share some thoughts, good and bad, about it. So, Steve, I'm going to turn the floor over to you. Hey, Ryan. It's Steve from Orlando. Hey, just uh, want to say, first off, great job with the show. Started listening about October when we considered the car. Um, ordered ours November, and we got it right before the end of the new year, uh, before the new year here, rather. And, uh, yeah, amazing car, definitely a game changer. On the summon feature, I want to give you a little feedback on that. Uh, this was a feature we were really looking forward to. Uh, we've got a single-car garage uh, on one side where my wife parks that car, and it is tight, so she's not comfortable really pulling it in without a little help. Um, I usually get the cars in the garage. And uh, I was actually just gone on a ski trip. She actually parked the garage outside because she was a little worried about, you know, damaging the mirrors and folding it in, that whole deal. So it was pretty cool to, to see that the day I got back, someone came out. So, of course, we downloaded it and uh, gave it a shot. And it is pretty cool. Um, works pretty well. Um, you know, I would say you do have to get it lined up pretty decently. We've got one of those funky driveways where we've got to do like a three-point to kind of get it straightened up. Um, wish the car did a little better job with that. Uh, as you can't have it sitting diagonally or anything like that and have it get it the rest of the way. Uh, but once you do, it's, it's not, not too bad. Um, but, of course, we did notice um, a couple times that when you go to pull it in, I don't know if it's picking up something on the other side of the garage, but it would kind of cut the wheel hard to the right. So we did have to stop it a couple times. So it's in beta, um, but, you know, I think it's going to be an awesome feature once they get some of the, the bugs worked out. Um, but overall, pretty cool feature. Um, you know, I think uh, this guy's definitely leading the way with, uh, you know, what Elon's doing with cars and going to change it up pretty good. So, again, great job with the show. Just uh, want to get some feedback. Thanks. Steve, thank you so much for that uh, real-world honest feedback. It is going to be fun to watch the Summon feature evolve and improve. It is uh, clearly, in your experience, not perfect yet, but it's a, it's a neat thing for some it's just a party trick. I know for me, if I did have a Model S or X, uh, I I would not quite work for me in my. I don't even have a driveway. I just sort of go straight into a garage. But and it's it's not all flat. But um, it's going to get there. It's going to be able to do that stuff here pretty soon. Probably sooner than we even all imagined. Uh, that is that is how cool Summon is and and autopilot stuff is and the rate the Tesla is advancing it. So thanks again, Steve. And I invite you again, if uh, you can call in any time to the Ride the Lightning hotline, if you've got a question, a comment, discussion topic, call it in. You just call in, leave a message. It's a toll-free thing. You can call, Skype, whatever you want to do. The number is 1-888-989-8752. That's 1-888-989-8752. 
TSLA on your touchtone. And I remind you that if you know someone special with an upcoming birthday, anniversary, graduation, or some other special occasion, you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they are special. The recordings can be podcasted or put onto a keepsake. Visit lifeonrecord.com to learn more. Be right back with the news. A few news stories of note this week. The first one is a continuation of what we talked about last week, and that is Summon, the cool new sci-fi trick that the Teslas are capable of. We talked about Summon last week, but now, just after I recorded the show, of course, Elon talked about it too. He made a bold statement saying, quote, This is the first baby step. Ultimately, you'll be able to summon the car from New York if you're living in L.A., and it will drive across the country, charge itself at the various locations, and come to you. End quote. <laughs> My first thought on this was, whoa! My second thought was, why would you be in L.A. and need your car from New York? <laughs> Wouldn't you just fly? You probably flew there. Wouldn't you fly back? But uh, my, my third thought was, even if Elon pulls this off, and as I like to often say, never doubt Elon Musk, there's the issue of regulation. I have to figure that Elon will have the tech ready long before the government can grind its gears to approve it. I mean, I think no matter what your political affiliation I want to think that we can all agree that if there's one thing the government is known for, it's not speed. But then, our next story, the U.S. Department of Transportation said this week that it plans to speed up or help speed up the rollout of self-driving cars. Quote, we are entering a new world and we know it, said Anthony Fox, the U.S. Transportation Secretary. Quote, we have to recognize it and adjust to it. Uh, he's, he, he went on to say that the, uh, their activity in the coming months will, quote, provide the foundation and the path forward for manufacturers, state officials, and consumers. Now, the uh, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration is going to be getting to work on this over the next six months. They're going to discuss how self-driving cars should be tested and the benchmarks they'll need to reach in order to be permitted on the road. Now, furthermore, as to, to back up these words, the government has proposed spending $4 billion over the next decade to make all of this happen. Uh, it has to go through Congress, which there's the part where you roll your eyes and wonder, uh-oh, is that actually going to happen? But for now, uh, so the, the proposal aims to have uh, federal regulators work with car companies to, in order to uh, craft policies and rules for the self-driving cars. It would also set up pilot programs for testing connected vehicles that talk to one another to avoid crashes. So this is fantastic news. Uh, I'm going to forget about the part where it has to go through Congress for now and just focus on the positive, and that is it's awesome to see the government being proactive about this, particularly when it's an American company in the form of Tesla leading the charge on it. I guess, uh, oh, <laughs> pardon my use, par pardon the phrasing there, unintentional pun with charge. 
Uh, hopefully, my hope is that uh, I really hope Tesla will reciprocate the government's proactivity and stay in frequent contact with the Department of Transportation, keeping them updated. You know, have some behind closed doors updates. You know, it's just, you know, like, let's get together on the on the down low. Keep the government updated on what Tesla's doing with the autopilot progress. Then, you know, everybody's on the same page. It would be, you know, that would be preferable to Tesla just going, okay, we're done. And then the government going, well, okay, I guess we'll just start the process of trying to regulate all this. So it's the government has done their part of saying, okay, we want to be proactive. We want to get this. We want to get a, a head start on this so that we're ready when the technology is. Hopefully now Tesla and other auto manufacturers will uh, do their part and keep the government updated on the progress of their systems as they advance and prepare for public deployment. Finally this week, Elon Musk commented on Apple's rumored electric car, saying it was, quote, obvious that uh, Apple was hard at work at a car. He said, quote, it's pretty hard to hide something if you hire over a thousand engineers to do it. But he he said, when asked if uh, he saw Apple as a threat or as a competitor, he said, no, it will, quote, it will expand the industry. Tesla will still aspire to make the most compelling electric vehicles, and that would be our goal, while at the same time helping other companies to make electric cars as well, end quote. So Elon is correct here. I fully agree with him. And Matt, I just think about this for a second. Look what Apple has done in the consumer electronics space with smartphones, iPods, etc., Now think about how many more electric vehicles could be out there if Apple made them as well. I mean, I can honestly see a future. If you stop and think, just kind of, just pull yourself back. Pull back to like a 10,000 foot view of the whole situation right now. You know, you've got Google out there running uh, driverless cars in California. You've got Apple sniffing around, seemingly, seemingly uh, not so secretly making an electric car. You've got Tesla, uh, well, electric car that would probably be driverless. You've got Faraday Future talking about, uh, dr- you know, autonomous cars. We'll see, you know, where they can get. You've got Tesla, of course, already hard at work on it and, and the most has the most sort of realistic, uh, the actual tangible thing version of it so far. I can see a future where Tesla, Apple, and Google are the biggest automakers in the world, or at least among the biggest automakers in the world, and my daughter and her friends in 20 years from now say, hey dad, who was Hyundai? What was Hyundai? What was Chrysler? What was Dodge? Because those companies got left behind because they failed to get on the EV bandwagon quickly enough. I, I mean, I really think, you know, I, I took a call last week about saying, you know, I had said, oh, I thought, are, are, are ICE cars dumb? And I went through that whole thing of, no, they're not dumb, but, you know, how they just don't appeal to me in the same way anymore with, with Tesla being around. And I really think we could be on the cusp. It won't be an overnight thing, but I do really think over the next 20 years, you know, as Tesla matures and 
hopefully continues to make great cars. I mean, I have every intention of buying the Model 3, as do probably hundreds of thousands of other people, uh, at least at the beginning. You know, and if Apple gets in the game and if Google were to decide to get in the game, you know, these are all companies that the youth of America know and they sort of believe in. They've got sort of the rock star cult status. Um, if those types of multi-billion dollar players get involved in the car game, the electric car game, you know, you've got BMW who seem to be willing to adapt building the i3 in a, in a you know, very um, renewable energy kind of facility and using, you know, v- using environmentally friendly and sustainable parts and things like that. And you've got, of course, Tesla doing what they're doing. You've got Nissan having shown a willingness to to do electric vehicles with on a, on a mass market scale with the Leaf. Uh, obviously, Chevy now the the biggest the big automaker, big North American automaker with the Bolt. So, you know, if if some of these guys don't start jumping on board soon, there could be a time when they just are either they're either going to be put out of business or they're going to be relegated to niche status. They're just not going to be, uh, you know, anywhere near the, the big deal that they are today. Maybe I'm totally wrong, and maybe, you know, things will continue as is. But I really do think it's possible that in 20 years, we're not talking about Ford, Chevy, uh, you know, Chrysler as the big American three that we're talking about Tesla, Google, and Apple, and that California and not Detroit is the new home of the American auto industry. I think it's possible. I know some of the out there are thinking, Ryan, you're nuts. You're 100% nuts. Well, maybe I am, but this is a podcast, and what else are podcasts for except <laughs> except to have fun little discussions like this? Well, that's everything I've got for you news-wise this week. Let me come right back after a short musical interlude, wrap up a couple things, and then I'll get on out of here. Uh, I was just thinking about that first story about uh, Elon's quote about summon and and summoning the car from New York if you're in L.A., and it just i was i was just cracking up between while well, i had the record button off <laughs> was, could you imagine if you're on a family road trip and you're cruising down let's say you're you're going you know across across uh i don't know you're just in the middle of nowhere you're like in the the middle of the country there's nothing else around and all of a sudden you know you, there's a car ahead of you in the right lane doing about 65 like on the dot 65 and you go, you pass it on, you get in the left lane to pass, you see, oh, it's a Tesla. And then you, you drive by it and you look, oh, you glance over and see that the car is empty. There's no one in the car. How weird and somewhat creepy might that be? Uh, it turns out Tesla was Skynet. The whole, t- it wasn't, that Terminator Genesis had it, had it, had it wrong. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, that. It was, it was, it, it's from a car company. No. Uh, but yeah, how, think about that though. If, if, if Elon's prediction comes through, comes true and he's talking about two, you know, within a couple years, but, 
whenever it does happen, because I don't doubt Elon Musk, just yeah, that that the thought of that cracks me up. Just you, you're on the you're on a road trip, you're in the middle of nowhere, you pass a Tesla, you glance over, and the car's just empty. You just see the wheel moving a little bit here and there. Oh man, that would be hilarious. Anyway, uh, let me plug a couple things before I hit the road. You can follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. And if it won't fit in 140 characters, you can always email me. Take your time. Email me anytime. Teslapodcast at gmail.com should be hopefully fairly easy to remember. If you're a video game player, check out my day job. I work at uh, IGN.com, the world's number one video game website. I've got my hands in uh, many of the pies over there. Uh, I just review, or I'm, a, I'm about to review, a, uh, one of the, the big new February games that uh, I think you'll want to pay attention to if you are a gamer. Also, nerdstyles.com is my t-shirt site. It's full of video game and geek-inspired designs. Would love for you to take a look at it. There's a coffee mug up there, too, if you're curious. So nerdstyles.com, and if, you've, uh, if you like one, please grab one. We ship anywhere, by the way. Ship uh, in the, anywhere in the U.S. or just about anywhere else in the world. And please do, if you do not already, subscribe to Dave T's weekly Tesla newsletter at teslaweekly.com. Dave does a fantastic job of bundling up the week's news for you in a very convenient format, and it's all free. You just go sign up with your email address at teslaweekly.com. And uh, I'm still working on listening to this podcast in your car, in your actual Tesla. Uh, so I did get, I did figure out one problem, and I, I'll keep this short just because you know, no one probably really wants to hear the process. They just care about the results. So uh, you should now, from this episode forward, you should be able to listen to, the, to it in the car, but you still, you have to go through the website. You have to... Uh, to go onto the TuneIn website and follow the podcast there, and then it should show up under your uh, your favorites in TuneIn in the car, and then it should play back okay there. Uh, I'm working on... I've been told I have to petition Tesla to actually get it added directly to the car. So I will be reaching out to them shortly. I don't know if it'll get anywhere. I don't know how picky or not they may be about that i could totally understand if uh if they're like you know if that's not a thing that'll be possible but i'll try i'm trying so there is a way to do it where it requires a little extra effort on your part but you can get the show right in the car by going to the tune in website look up ride the lightning or tesla podcast there and then uh, follow it and then you can hop in your car and see it under your favorites So thank you all very much for listening. This has been Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast, episode 24. We're midway through January into 2016. Many of you are probably getting your Model Xs if you're a signature reservation holder. I know I've heard from a number of you uh, privately who are uh, just production, the production reservation folks. I will be, so some of you uh, from following the forum, it looks like those could start in February. Some folks are hearing from their delivery specialists that uh, P90Ds on the production reservations could start getting into owner's hands in about a month from now. So that is great news. I will be very, very eager to hear from you Model X owners as you get your cars, how how you like them, if there are things you don't like, how you compare it to Model S, if you had a Model S before. Uh, I look forward to hearing from you guys about that stuff. So 
Uh, thank you all again, and I will see you next week. Happy motoring.